whenever you stop drinking, you have so much more money, a lot. And I did reinvest it all back into the businesses and into myself, personal training, staff, offices, travel, you know, literally into online products. Hi, and welcome back to the Mindset and Marketing Podcast. I am your host for today's show, Matthew Toman. Oh, I'm allowed to speak now, freely? Yeah, you can okay. speak, it's your turn. Hi, I am Sharon Kirkpatrick, <laughs> joining Matthew today. So thanks for watching, um, and thanks for all the feedback as well. So we got some feedback on the past two podcasts, so we've tried to sort of adjust how we're filming slightly, the content slightly, and um, did you get? Did anybody come back to you with any feedback? They all said, um, Sharon, you were the best. Yeah, well, I would agree with that, actually. <laughs> I'm only joking. So what are we going to be talking about on today's podcast? Well, should we kickstart with how the week was? Yeah, how was your week? My, well, I'll go with the weekend. Okay. So I had my wee nephew all weekend. Oh, yes, Addison. You actually got, we spent some time with you I too. I seen him, yeah. We had dinner in my house. Mm -hmm. It was lovely. I mean, he is class. He's yeah. so much fun and he's such, like, he's easy work. Yeah. But you know when you just have to get up because someone else needs you to get up? I know. I can't cope with that. But um, Addison is amazing. Yeah, he definitely was really good fun, especially when... And he's no hassle at all. He's not. It's just the fact that you can no longer do your... You know, create your own day. It has to be based on somebody else. Yeah. You know, I'd say, do you want to watch a movie? No, of course he doesn't. <laughs> you know, he wants to go out and have the crack. What do you get up to? Um, I went down to Dublin for a spin. I had to go down and see a client on Friday night. I don't know, just gym, normal stuff, relaxed. Oh, yeah, I went to that restaurant, what he called Spaghetti Arms. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't been back in Belfast in a long time and I was looking some food the other night and Rachel and Sharon suggested me to go to this restaurant and it does like a nice is it like a I don't know is it a high-end version of like fast food or, or is it not even I don't know it's probably just fat basically for anyone who lives in Belfast knows that spaghetti arms is where you go at like 2 a.m you know to get the best food of your life because you've probably been you know encouraged Drinking? by it yeah yeah well, I end up going obviously sober, so I went and it was really nice actually, but I, all weekend I had so much fried food. I felt really bad on Monday, I was straight into the gym. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that, that was our fault, but you wanted a bit of dirt. And yeah, and I got it. And you got it. I got it. So I done that then on Saturday night, I seen you guys, Sunday I was just down with the folks, and then Sunday night we went out for dinner with your with your family, so it was a good Actually weekend. spent loads of time together. I know, it doesn't feel like it. I know. Yeah. There we go. One thing that did happen over the weekend, a lot of people said to me, oh my God, Matthew, congratulations on the podcast. And I've said, yeah, I've had it for a year now at this <laughs> point. So, but thank you for, for finally <laughs> recognizing that. So I put Sharon on one podcast. Now everybody's saying congratulations on the new podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's been out for a year. But That's thank you very much. Well, thanks for the compliment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks but, for um, letting me You can go on. back and listen to the other 50 odd if you want. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, but I do, I do appreciate people watching. But yeah, all weekend, I've actually been on a real rampage of what, I don't know what's happening, but I'm getting served so many reels and videos that are all hilariously funny. Like I must, I don't know what has happened. I've fallen into like an algorithm that I'm nearly dying laughing. Do you know what I mean? Like with every single video that I'm watching, it's hilarious. I love that about the rabbit hole. I know it, it sometimes just with algorithms, with, with Instagram, I, I changed my phone. I got a new phone which I spend most of the weekend actually trying to, or a few days to try and set up. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's maybe reset something. I don't know what's going on, but it's very, very funny. 
Good, good. Yeah. Nothing about it like BAFTA won't, you know, solve. So Yeah. And what up. about, what's the topics then, do you think, for today's show? Yeah, so obviously glad to get back to work now, you know, and have a bit of like normality and mm-hmm. no kids to look after. So I think what we should do today is cover Sober October. It's October after oh, all. Yes. And actually it's my anniversary for being sober in October. Seven years, right? Seven years on the 18th. Unreal. But I didn't actually... I, I didn't start October sober that month. I just started normally just with a drink. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't, it's totally coincidental. It wasn't, I didn't quit in sober October for Maybe that reason. You're the reason that's been branded. I think sober October was out more before. Well, just claim it anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to, sober October, breaking bad habits. Yeah. And then we're going to jump into online products and what they are and how we could potentially create them. Okay, brilliant. So, so jumping into sober October bad habits. Yeah, but I mean, so you know, I I I have a different, I have an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. You have a very healthy relationship with alcohol. Some would disagree, but but I mean, you can stop, you know, <laughs> at the end of the night or the end of the weekend, you know, where I couldn't really. But um, I end up giving up alcohol, obviously. But really now, I've had a real shift in the past like year as well about that. Not that I would go back on the drink, but it actually really claimed my whole identity. Like I had in my bio of my Instagram, you know, like four years sober, like five years sober. I've took that off now where it's where I was thinking it doesn't being sober doesn't define me. I find that like whenever people actually got a few drinks in them and was quite honest, they were like, oh, I didn't think you were going to be as good fun because you were sober. And it was because I was actually owning it as an identity of like who I was yeah. instead of just like I've still got my personality humor for you know i still want to go out and have a good time yeah um so i've sort of ditched that a bit i mean it is hard because it is something to be proud of you know a lot of people can't achieve that okay some people don't want to a lot of people would want to give it up Mm. or want to reduce their intake you know so being able to kind of recognize that it was a bad habit for you and you know i'm sure that was difficult because i'm sure it was something you were doing every day or every other day or part of your week or like an escape you know yes it's the weekend let's go yeah you know so how do you like at what point then did you notice it was becoming a a negative like a bad habit as opposed to just a casual i i probably realized whenever i was about 27 that this isn't really healthy you know i've been drinking for a long time i had my first drink when i was 13 and then you know, from a, but I, I kind of knew that I couldn't stop. I mm. kind of accepted the fact that I couldn't stop. And then on my thir- around my 30th, it was really, uh, you know, I was not working at the time and I was drinking a lot. I didn't have to be anywhere because all for years I used to have to drive a van being a refrigeration engineer. So I couldn't really drink on Sunday. There was driving yeah. was like limiting me to like stop. Yeah. Um, but then whenever I got into my 30s and I was like, I, I know I need to stop this. For, for actually years, I knew I needed to stop and I couldn't, you know. And then one day I just ended up saying, I had to them just for various health reasons. Yeah, so it was maybe the health thing that was the I was forced for into it. And then once I realized that then there was something more important for me, which was like being healthy and being alive. And I was like, okay, this is a way more serious than I ever give a credit for. And, you know, I need to make a call on this immediately. And the doctor was like, okay, you need, you did, we need to do something. You need to do something. 
what was it sounds like an interview now oh sorry yeah well <laughs> only was, because uh, <laughs> well no me on my part but okay what was the hardest what was the hardest part when you stopped or given up um the hardest part for me whenever i was given up was the fact that your your whole friend circle changes your whole social life changes like i lived in dublin you know i lived in portobello and i my office was in temple bar so camden street's a long walk anybody who knows dublin it's the drinking capital probably of the world. You know, there's more bars in it than anything. Yeah. Um, and your whole life is based around drink. All my business was based around alcohol. I'd done all my sales in the bar. It was like my business actually dropped considerably. And for the first time, I had to get a loan to keep my business open whenever I stopped drinking because I actually had stopped doing the deals because I, I was out. Yeah. Um, so there was a moment whenever you're just in the house and you're like, OK, I'm not going to the bar anymore. I'm... I can't hang around with those people, not my, my friends, which I've still reconnected with since. And there was just like a period that I had to set it out and be quite lonely, I would say. Mm. Um, but I had to set it out. So it was a major, major thing. And that, that was probably months. Do you know what? It's so interesting you say that because when we think about alcohol in terms of business, mm -hmm. you know, there's kind of pros and cons of it. Like you just mentioned there, especially in the UK and Ireland, a lot of sales or networking is done over a glass of wine or a yeah. pint or an event that includes drink, you know, and then whenever you kind of remove yourself from that, mm -hmm. then you are potentially missing. I remember doing events all of the time and we were doing an event all for a whole weekend in one of the hotels in Dublin. And I was like, right, I'm wrecked. It's 1am. I'm going to head to bed. We're up again the next day. And the owner of the company was like, Sharon, the networking starts after one. Yeah. You know, you got to stay up and we got to see this through. And I was like, what? I know. And that's coming from me who loves a drink. I know. Well, I, the first time I went to Vegas for this specific event, we used to go for like a week at a time. And the first year I went, I was drinking. And a lot of my relationships were formed, you know, after 12 o'clock all through the night. But I, I haven't, I didn't, looking back, I haven't made any money off those relationships. Mm. Right. One of my friends contacted me and he said, Matthew, I'm not drinking anymore and I'm going to Cannes Film Festival. And I know that all the business talk starts at one, two in the morning and I can't stay up. What, what should I do? I'm really struggling to not go back on the drink. And I said, honestly, most of those business deals and conversations that you're talking about are bullshit. They're actually they're nothing's going to come of them. Yeah. And I said, like, for now, where I'm at, I know who I want to work with. Like I've aligned with the people that I want to work with. And they're not up at one in the morning talking crap about some project that they're never going to do. Yeah. Right now, some of them might land and some of them might happen. But I would say nine times nine nine projects out of ten are not even going to get discussed ever again. And it's all just a matter of let's just stay out drinking on a free bar maybe, or drinking and just do you know what I mean? I, yeah. Is that a stat there? Nine times out of ten. No. Don't. No. Enough for me. It's like <laughs> that's my stat that I'm making up. I would say ten out of ten for most of them aren't aren't going to come out. If I look what? back at all the relationships I built up to the relationships I've built up sober, the ones sober with the solid foundations have made me way more money, built way better business relationships, aligned with people that we actually enjoy working together and we want to build and grow that relationship. A lot of the ones you sometimes are making agreements of what the deliverables are drunk. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's <laughs> and then not, you get the next day, you're like, good oh shit, I yeah. actually can't deliver on that. I should charge more. Yeah, yeah, big time. Well, it's interesting because obviously today 
when we finish up, we're going to an event with, for one of our clients. Yeah, we're on date. It's an opening event of their new kind of terrace yeah. bar. Yeah, um, Little Pig Terrace. And it is going to be open in Dublin and it's going to be a lot of drink tonight and you're going to be drinking. And I was like, well, Matthew, obviously you're driving, right? And yeah. so I can have a drink. I actually <laughs> encourage it. I'm not like, see, the thing is where it's, you know, I wouldn't, I, I like being around people that have a healthy al- a relationship with alcohol. I think it actually brings like a side out of me that I like, like to be brought out. Do you know, a bit of fun dancing. I was in Ibiza for how long? How long was I in Ibiza for five days? Yeah. Six. And you were out. I don't know how you did. I couldn't do that. I was out for dinner from 6.15 to 6.30 and I left at like 3.30, 4.30 and they all stayed on. I was driving, I obviously had the cars that get me out of here, but that was like eight, 10 hours and I had a ball. I had a brilliant time, was on the dance floor the whole time. No, I know you're, you're so like, you're no different. Well, obviously you're different in terms of you're not doing the mad shit that you used to do, Yeah. but you're no different in terms of you can still have the crack, still be engaged, yeah. still hang around and you know, you don't really like slip out at 3 30 is fair enough i know i do i kind of <laughs> slip out and then it's like um i was up the next morning and went to the gym i know. You know well you see i'm always obviously i do love a drink mm-hmm. love a wine love a beer gin anything really um so i'm <laughs> always trying to find ways in which alcohol is good you know yeah so i was using networking as a good one but you kind of you know ruined ne- that one well not really networking it is it does give people there's a lot of people that use alcohol as a bit of like dutch courage do you know what yeah, i mean confidence boost kind of and you know whether you agree with that or not well here i had to do some more research to try and you know quantify okay um the reasons and basically i want to share this with you anything, so hmm anything i ever sort of suggest or anything i ever talk about actually is usually from just a past experience Whereas, like, you're much better with... Well, I just really want to, like, you know, make it okay in my head. No, I, I get that. That's why it works with us <laughs> working together. So, basically, there was this company, right, that... Who is it? Um, They wanted to do a study on kind of creativity okay. under the influence of alcohol with entrepreneurs and business people. So, it was done by the University of Illinois, right, and this psychologist, and they got, like, 40 participants small group but still split them into two groups mm-hmm. one group were allowed zero alcohol the other group were allowed some vodka it was the equivalent of like two pints of beer okay right and then they had to do this um test of insightful thinking okay so what happened was the intoxicated we'll call them that participants sold 58 percent of the 15 items whatever okay. they were in the test versus kind of the non, the sober ones, they came in at 42%. 42, okay. So basically, and the 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 kind of drinkers work faster by like another four seconds on average. Okay. I would love to do like another study <laughs> where it's right? like half drinking, half sober. Half drinking. Like where there were like 50% of them was sober and 50% of them was drinking. That's what happened. No, no, mixed what do you mean? So like a group would be all with the ones drinking, all the ones sober, and then, oh, they had to, had to work collectively or yeah. were they all individual? Oh, no. So there was a sober group working and then there was the together as a team and then there was the, they're calling it intoxicated. After so two I points. would say, what about an intoxicated group and a sober group? Together? Yeah. Maybe that's the best scenario and that's I what me that, and you are. I think that's the combination. <laughs> I definitely do because, look, I have, I have experimented with 
alcohol, with ecstasy in my past. I have looked at different, you know, I know that like my business partner has taken like mushrooms, you know, there's loads of different people try different things. And I'm really glad that I did because I do think it does open a different part of your brain. I think that I'm not encouraging anybody to go out and do anything, but at the same time, um, I'm glad that I did. I would never have, I would never take it away. Yeah. And you know, the, the, place where we're going tonight for who've been a long-standing client my my second client ever that relationship was formed with alcohol like some of my long-lasting loving relationships are formed through alcohol so like i wouldn't take it away so your stat must be nine out of ten then because there's one that worked no no i'm talking about a networking <coughs> event like uh, at a, i was okay. i was specifically talking about like at a film festival just in that instance sorry um uh, okay. so networking events i don't know what the stats are i'm sure you've got some there have you <laughs> I have them next time. Yeah. But I guess well basically sober October mindset it's all around bad habits. So mm. with alcohol sometimes it is a bad habit for people, other yeah. times it's not necessarily, but I guess the big thing is kind of to check in with you know yeah. your habits on the daily or on the weekly or monthly and just see is that a good habit? Yeah. Is it a bad habit and if it's really impacting your life? negatively yeah you know yeah I, I done that video like um seven lessons i from being sober like four years three years ago actually this month it must be because i released it on my fourth anniversary and i have had hundreds and hundreds of messages no joke text messages whatsapps video calls like hundreds of comments under the video itself on youtube and like loads and loads of people reached out to me and it, it, people do people do question their relationship with alcohol and substances every single week oh me too do you know what i mean and that's okay do you know there's no no judgment with that um but at the same time if it is affecting your life watch that video there is a there is a formula that i put in that video that there is five things that you can check and see if it if it is going to benefit you what i say is just like maybe sometimes give up for a month give up for october yeah do the or january steps. maybe like if people are kind of wondering, is it a, a good habit or a bad habit? You know, what can they do? Like um, maybe like ask, you know, they're close, they're nearest and dearest, you know. Listen to your gut feeling like you know yourself. I don't know. Like I always say, have less wine, Sharon, but here I am. You, it, you have, it doesn't have a negative effect. It doesn't f f affect your finances, your job, your fitness. You know, there's so many aspects. Your relationships, like your relationship isn't, no relationships in your life are affected by alcohol. Yeah. Like nearly everyone was affected by alcohol with me, my yeah. working relationships. You know, I work with, there's nobody I work with now that knows me whenever I was drinking. Yeah. Because whenever I was back then, I was a nightmare. Yeah. I was unpredictable. I was emotional. There was so many different things. I was either hungover or drunk or wanted to go for a drink. It was so much, you know yourself, whenever your moods are all over the place, whenever you're not happy, you know, you got to look and say, well, what is it? Maybe it's something to do that I'm putting inside my body that's not agreeing with me, you know? So start with a small, don't they say to break a habit, if it is a bad habit for you, that you should start with like three days and then three weeks, okay. you know, to break a habit. So if you break it for the three days, think of the three days, okay. then go for the three weeks. And then after the three weeks, apparently, you know, you're now obviously it takes a lot of, I'm sure you're still yeah. dealing with it every day, but you know, kind of start not, small. Not, not so much now, but like for a while I was, and every now and again it pops up. It's so weird. I went, we went to a family wedding and I actually got really freaked out about not being hungover. <laughs> I felt like I was missing out because everybody's in the hotel having breakfast, hungover, talking about the night before. And I felt like I was missing out. 
I haven't had a hangover in seven years and I'm never going to have one again. I would have gladly give you mine if I could have. That's the thing. Like, I, my, my family were like, what are you talking about? You 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 didn't miss a drink yesterday, but you want to be hungover right now. And I'm said, there, there actually is a whole, like, social social event around being hungover in a hotel, getting your breakfast in the morning. Oh, it's, I know. Get the catch-ups. Yeah. Well, funny. I just want to end this segment by saying congratulations Thank on you your seven much. years. Yeah. And long may continue as long as you want it to. Yeah. That's Could be it. forever. Well, well I, I, I don't think I'll drink again, but I can have a drink today if I want. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not something. You're in control. I'm making a choice. Yeah. 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 Well, congratulations. Thank and you very much. for anyone out there doing Sober October, stay strong. You've got this. Yeah. Very good. Um, brilliant. So, what is our next? So, on to kind of the business side of things. Mm hmm. What I was thinking today is obviously going from breaking bad habits. Let's get some good habits around us yeah. and invest our time where we can on creating some online products to get us some money. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about anyone out there who's listening. Yeah. One thing just like I know we're past that segment, but whenever you stop drinking, you have so much more money. Yeah. A lot. And I did reinvest it all back into the businesses and into myself. Like literally personal training, staff, offices, travel, you know, literally into online products. Like I've spent years, you know, spending money from like my own money, you know, and uh, reinvesting back in even all this, this setup for this. Do you know what I mean? Can imagine. Now I'm having to pay £13 for a bottle of wine. It's doing my head in. Used my to be God. eight. Well, imagine if you put that into like ad spend on a product. I know, well. That's your job. <laughs> I know, but I'm talking about you as an individual. No, I know. I know. Side I know. hustle. Yeah. Like you've got like, okay, you've got this other little ebook over here that's running. Like Rachel, for example, could have had a vegan ebook, you know what I mean? Or vegan, vegetarian, or my mom could have like a sewing, how to sew, you know, because she knows how to sew and set up a sewing machine, whatever it is. And then you just take the money that you would spend on that and put it into ad spend and then you get a return. Yeah. But like that's... That all sounds a bit too like businessy and not really fun. Do you know what I mean? Like you're taking all the fun out of life <laughs> yeah. and you're like reinvest every single thing that you have into like a business. It's not really about that. No. Well, the whole thing for this is that obviously, and we're talking to people who, you know, we want to try and help people who are thinking about creating an online business for the first time or someone who already has, you know, a business mm -hmm. that maybe they're a service-based business that they're not making money online. You know, that's kind of... Yeah. What we want to try and do is say to both those types of people that, you know, there is an opportunity for you to create an online product yeah. and start making money off that, be it your first idea or be it a service-based business that could turn something into yeah. a digital download or whatever. Yeah, well, I, I was filming a video sales letter. So for one of our funnels, it was a video that had to be in. And it's our course that we have gone out Life's a Beach, but I know that most of the people, that's, it's for people starting a business, right? But a lot of the people that has came through recently have already had their own business, right? So they've already had their business. And I was thinking, why is it not? When, once you jump into it and you start to go through it and you start to work through all the, pro, all the things that they were doing, there was a tiny, tiny part of it where they, were, they, they didn't have the formula down. Yeah. But they were already nearly there. So I ended up having a call just with Daniel and was going through it. And I was saying, look, I want to do a video sales editor on this because <clears throat> coming off the back of our AI thousand prompt book, what are, 
who else can this, how can someone just tweak an already functioning business to have more profit? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what we end up, I was working on then this week. Well, let's start with for anyone who's maybe not familiar with online products. So what mm -hmm. types of online products could an entrepreneur or a business owner create? Ebooks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> online members areas. Yeah. Uh, and whenever I say ebooks, say for example, I'm talking about any, any kind of industry, any kind of one where someone needs informed on something or took from bringing them from A to B, whether it's fitness, whether it is learning how to speak Spanish, whatever it may be, doesn't mm -hmm. matter what, whatever, if someone wants to go from there and upskill themselves, then that can be delivered in like an ebook. I always suggest like adding video on. To the ebook? Having or? videos even with the ebook, like yeah. the, the ebook that we just created, the 1000 Prompts AI, like I insist, I just set up everything myself and filmed it and just, and it wasn't that I was teaching anything that was dramatic. I was just saying, this is how you use this. This is, yeah. this is how I use it. And I just showed them how I use it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you have to sit down and you have to go, okay, lesson one and we're going to do this. You're like, okay, I've created an ebook on, you know, cooking or sewing, as I said, or anything like that. You know, what other examples is there? And just talking about here's what, here's what you're going to expect. Yeah. And if you are going through this part on chapter one, I was there and this is what had happened. Yeah. You know, so it's not, it, it could be done on your phone. People don't care how it's delivered as long as it's just explaining to them and bringing them through it. Yeah. Well, the ebook, so the ebook is one where then obviously it's prob most likely going to be some images, lots of text, mm -hmm. and then you can add your video links in so people can just click yeah. off because it's digital. So they'll just download that um, once it's purchased online and then they can watch those videos that relate to yeah. the training that you've given in Z ebook. Yeah. And then the second, um, other course, other things you could do is like online courses. People think like it's a lot of money to build an online course, which it can be. But if you end up getting like four of your friends or five of your friends and bringing them through the training that you've created around what subject matter would suggest. Do one. you want me to give you a random one? Yeah, give me a random one. Do you one. want me to make it difficult? Don't care. Whatever. It's okay. all, all um, the same. It's the same formula for everyone. Football. So if you were doing football, right, and you were teaching like five aside or if you were teaching different i don't know what what would you be drills if you had different drills like you literally just set up your camera do the drill set out your cones do the drill that you're going to do and then just walk people through it okay at this part here's what we want to do here here's what the situation would be where this would be most effective and here's what it would be at the very end yeah here's here's our outcome that we want and here's why this is important if you have five different drills for training, for coaching, for whatever it may be, they just literally sit down and like they can record themselves doing the drill over and over, do another one, do like five different drills, take the video, put a voiceover over it and then just sell that. Yeah. That's training. If you sell like, I'm going to teach you five new drills that you've never seen before and it's $97, 97 pounds. I'm going to teach you how to... Um how to excel in the David Beckham free kick? Yes, David Beckham could make a lot of money doing a video course about that. Or someone who's figured it out could also. Yes, someone who's figured it out, whatever it may be. So if you're, you're able to teach somebody or if you're able to say, if you've got that product in Ireland, for example, and you know that it's working really well for you and somebody wants to learn that, soccer is becoming massive in America now. 
and they're looking they're bringing trainers from all over the world my friend actually works out there training um kids and they're looking at his expertise because he's grew up around football his whole life he's played professionally so he's going out there with his skill he's going out there with his skills and bringing them out there yeah you know well this is the thing so it's just trying to get people now who are listening to this to think about what online product they could create and we touched on it before um previously it's more about <clears throat> it's an educational piece really so whatever it is that you've got you can educate someone on mm-hmm. you know figure out is that going to sit well in an ebook where they read the information um and then can watch a video or, or not mm-hmm. or is it going to sit well in a course where and a course is probably structured in a way where you'll be on camera and you'll deliver each of the training modules for mm-hmm. that particular course and then you'll maybe have some Q&A questions at the end of that course to hold them accountable to completing it. Yeah. So really, I mean, like you've already given an example there, anyone can do this. And if, you're th- if you've got a business at the minute, so let's take a business. Mm-hmm. So you have um, a high street clothes shop. Yeah. What could they do in terms of creating an online product? Um, are you talking about listing their products <coughs> online? No, I'm talking about an educational piece to start um, making money. Well, if they have a shop, right? So what they do, they dress their window every mm-hmm. week, right? So they're dressing the window to, to bring people in off the street. So you can do like a, maybe for, for staging windows, you know, that could be something that you could do for retailers. Here are seven tips on staging a window. You know, maybe they could talk about the importance of changing their floor plan every every week or every 10 days so that whenever people walk back in that they're not going straight to that piece they're going to do going to that rack of clothes um and something else hanging there and the thing that they were looking for is down the back it just keeps them moving to see more stuff um they could also do training around employing staff you know keeping staff about having a break even or within their business if they're the business person that owns it you know the importance of having a good location on high street retail if you're going to go for you know, bricks and mortar building, um, they can teach so many things within that. Because some people out there might think, oh, I've got a lovely bit of clothing, a clothing brand that I'd love to sell. I don't know how to do that. You could give an A to Z of starting your own bricks and mortar business. Yeah. You know, and building a brand around that because you've done that. If you've got a successful on high street store, then you can take the expertise of you bringing that from A to Z and then teach somebody else how to do it. Yeah. Because so many people, you know, I've got a really, really good course that I haven't released yet and I haven't even finished it and I'm going to have been spending a lot of time on it, but it's building your own digital media agency. Yeah. So, you know, there's loads of them out there. Um, mine is it'd be similar in some ways, but they'd be definitely different in other ways because my the things that I've come up against are different than what other people's come up against. Do you know what I mean? And we've said it before, you know, just because somebody else out there is doing something similar doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing it. Like you said last time, that it just, it, there's, it's proof then that yeah. there's the need out there yeah, and want or desire out there for it. My digital, me, my build your own agency course is probably going to be the highest ticket that I ever sell um, because you can make your money back really, really fast. Yeah. Like that's a guarantee that I put in there that I will be putting in there that you can make your money back really fast or else it's like money back because there is a formula to doing that as well as I keep banging on about. Um, but yeah, so that that's that's what I would say. You can you can do an online business in absolutely anything at all, no matter what you're working at in any area. A hundred percent, you can have an ebook or an online training. And you're probably going to hear us talk about this over and over again because this is the whole point of why we're doing this. It's mm-hmm. really to kind of 
make business owners and entrepreneurs aware that there's more money out there to be had without the high costs and the capital costs that come with running, you know, your high street branch, Mm -hmm. employing the staff to do that. You know, if there's a way that you can, and there is a way, create an online digital product, you can then start to see the return on your investments with like really minimal input. You know, the return is going to be so much higher and there's going to be so much more profit in an online product than it would be on in-store products, on any of those other things that you've got going on. Yeah, you've got to be really realistic with your break-even and the margins because people will say, oh, I bought that piece of clothes and I marked it up by 3.7, 2.7, whatever the markup is within that thing. And sometimes they'll mark it up by way more if they can. Um, but then you got to look, that's not profit. You've got like your rent, your rates, your electricity, your staff, your marketing. There's so much to come out of that little bit. So you have to do major volume for that business to be like making a lot of money where if you have it online and you mark it up by a certain amount, even if you marked it up where it's cheaper and you didn't have three to four staff members, their tax, their pensions, their holidays, their maternity leave, you know, their sick days. If you didn't have all that and you were able to take all of the money that you pay for salary and wages and put into ad spend, where you're getting way more people come through the door of your online business, then you're going to get a much bigger return. And then all of your email marketing is free once you get into email marketing and then it's just about building a brand that way. You know, yeah. so people, it's not about, people say, I don't want to spend money on my online business because it's not bringing in any money. I'm like, yeah, but you're spending hundreds of thousands a year on the other side of the business, a bricks and mortar one, and you're, and you're getting a, a, a smaller return than what you would be, but you're not putting any money whatsoever into your online stuff. Yeah. Whereas the online stuff has so much more potential of making a lot more money. If you even took one, if you got rid of like one person, off the shop floor and put their one salary into your online business, you would get a bigger return than what you would get if that person was standing in your shop selling. Yeah, hundred percent. But, pe- but people think that if you're putting, sorry to cut you off yeah. there, if you, but people think by if you're putting, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm scared to invest that twenty two thousand, that twenty eight thousand, whatever it is, into the online. I don't want to do that. And well, that that's on you then. That's why your online isn't working. I know. And a lot of people, it's the fear of the unknown. They haven't tried it before. You know, they just feel a bit overwhelmed. And the thing is, to create your first online product, it's not going to cost that much. If mm-hmm. you want to get it recorded professionally, you're paying for that. But other than that, you know... You can record it on Zoom. I know. that That's the thing. That's it. Yeah. And I just think it's worth everyone, you know, giving that a go. Everyone out yeah. there who wants to be a business owner or who owns a business to give the online products a go. Because as well as that, once it's built and once it's created... That's a lifetime of sales. There's no more, yeah. you know. I have six master classes actually that we sell on mindset and marketing for I think thirty nine dollars potentially. I don't know how much they are, something around that. I record those on voice notes on my phone. Yeah. With my iPad, with all my notes in front of me, record them and then just put them to like a slide deck. Yeah. Do you know? And that's why you can get away with selling those for like less, or give them away free if we want. You know, I as know. a lead magnet, because I done that on my phone. I think as well, a lot of people are just focused on, you know, their current status in their business or on their, you know, entrepreneurial journey, I can't say that, on their journey to become a business owner, mm-hmm. um, that they maybe don't kind of think or are distracted or not thinking about the future. You know, I think about Rachel as well, and she's so talented, wedding musician, here, there, everywhere, everyone wants her, fully booked for years in advance. Yeah. And 
you know, she built her business online herself. Yeah. I'm like, you could do a course specific for, you know, yeah. musicians in Northern Ireland or musicians in the UK or Ireland. Uh, how to grow your online business. How to, bi- how to get how to booked build. out two yeah. years in advance. Yeah. Two years. 2026. She's taking bookings for. And obviously she's busy. So she's like, no, I can't be bothered. Yeah. And I'm like, please just create it. <laughs> I know. Well, she, she will, you know, like that's the thing. They, they all will at some point. Um, that's, I do think that everybody, anyone who's listening to this, who has a thought of doing it will. And think about how many people you could be helping, mm. you know, by creating something like that. How many lives that could change in the future? Yeah. You know, for people who have been through the pain points that you're, that you went through and come out the other end, that's what it's all about. I know. The ripple effect. Yeah. That's what What? it's called, apparently. Is it? Yeah. Just reminds me of a chocolate bar. (laughs) I know I'd love a ripple. Um, But anyway, I think the big thing is, guys, please start thinking about, you know, what it is that you could do. Yeah. Um, Business owner or soon to be business owner. Mm-hmm. The I think I read that the online educational market has grown like by like something like 174 billion dollars in the last 10 years. Like it's just went up and up and yeah. up and up. People want to be educated online. So why not get a piece of that revenue? I know I can't. I actually love getting educated online and doing courses. Um, and I can't believe it because I I never I thought I hated school and education. You just hated uh, the curriculum and the boring kind of... Yeah, the boring curriculum. I just didn't, it just didn't and stuff. land at all. Pythagoras theorem. Geography. No <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, geography was a waste of time. I think in I can hindsight, last. Now that we've got Google, Google Maps. I think I can last in geography. And I actually read somewhere the other day. Do you remember your teacher saying to you, you need to know your maths because you're not going to have a calculator with you all the time? Oh my God, you have a calculator in your pocket. Oh my, I've got a calculator now (laughs) on my watch. Do you know what I mean? So it is everywhere. We're not saying forget about school and just start online businesses, but you know, I kind of am. (laughs) I say that to Anya's girls all the time. I'm like, they said, don't like going to school. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like you have to go, but I mean, you're going to have your own online businesses. Yeah. Like in some area, like I will make sure that they will definitely have like an online income coming in. Yeah. Like from their old enough, whenever they're ready, to, whenever they're ready, then it'll happen for them. It's the way the world's moving. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's it. Are we done? I think so, yeah. So basically, that's what is our main takeaways for today's show. You throw this on me all the time and then I'm like, I don't know. And the takeaways are understand your bad habits, turn them into good habits. Mm -hmm. And one of those good habits could be an online product yeah don't feel too guilty about not giving up alcohol though don't put yourself under too much pressure the time will come i think if you really 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 want to stop you know because i did want to stop for years and then it just came at a certain time and i was like okay i'm done and that was it it was much easier when i wanted to than when somewhere deep down i didn't actually want to yeah yeah you just ruined my outro sorry you just went back into it no you just went back into it Oh, really? Is that what we were doing? So I was just like, well, that was it then. So that is the outro done and dusted. Just wanted to add that little bit on. That was like a PS. Yeah, yeah, PS. Yeah. We could do PSs. Yes. And we will see you on the next one. Bye.